Let's get you fired up. Financially independent, retire early. If you're a small business, professional, or entrepreneur, and you're looking for a way to stand out amongst your competition, then this is the podcast for you. We focus on relevant digital marketing strategies and tools to help you stand out in your industry and become the market leader in your profession. Hey, we don't hold back on this podcast. We say it like it is. And sometimes you may not like what you're hearing, but I guarantee you, you'll know the information given is truly what you need to do to take your business to the next level. So hang tight because you're about to be fired up with me, Krista Mayshore. Hey everyone, are you fired up? Because I sure am. I have Brad Lee um, on the podcast today and he is very prolific, which I love. And he says that he is the guy that actually made Grant Cardone. Of course, he's worth millions and bazillions of dollars, but and he's has so many followers. People love him, and he's here on our show today. Brad, thanks for being here. Well, thank you, thank you. Nice introduction. Yeah. So you you are like you say that you made Grant Cardone. So tell well, me. Well, hey, I've already apologized for it a thousand times. What do you want me to do? Yeah, but I mean, for you to say that I love it, you guys kind of like look alike. You've got the cigar vibe going on, like. You guys remind me of each other. You're just a little, you're kind of a lot taller than he is pretty much is all. Well, again, there's, there's more differences. He's a much harder worker, obviously much smarter because he's got freaking jets and, and way more money than I do. But that wasn't the question. The question was, or it wasn't even a question really, but yes, I like to say that I made Grant Cardone. When I met Grant, he wore ties up to his neck and it was always professional and real conservative. He trained car salesmen. Yes. And, and, and then he took that money and he, and he bought a few real estate deals when real estate was going up. So he started to make really good money in real estate. But he was mainly just a salesman or a car salesman, a training organization for car salesmen. And so I was also that, but I quickly discovered this software that I invented. And I knew that, you know, if I put Grant on that software, all the dealerships that liked his stuff could buy his stuff. And so I closed him on doing that. And then because of that relationship, I pulled him out of his damn shell and started to teach him like, it's okay to be cool, fool. And then, and then he kind of just loosened up a little bit and became what he is today. So, okay. So, so tell me a little bit about the software that you created. Cause I, I don't know much about it. So tell me about the software you created. Well, it's, it's an interactive training technology. So I, I was going to go basically train people how to sell and close and persuade because like I'm probably the best on planet Earth at it. And then people always, you know, because me and Grant's relationship, people say, well, you know, who's better, you or Grant? And I'm like, he's the one that sends me a check. Ooh, I like that. I think I'm probably better than you and Grant at persuading. Just say like you, you could be because I think I am. because guess what? Females should be better at it. Yeah, because you guys possess the power. We possess the power. Like, tell me more about that. How do we possess it? Like, we know that to be true because you guys have this thing called a, you know, penis, which drives everything. So tell me how we, how do we have the power? Women have the power. Tell, I, how? All women, by the way, should understand that you have the power. And if you do not understand, you've got the power. Well, then you just need to focus on what does that mean from now on until you find out. And it means you have the power as a female. The question is, are you using it? Are you aware that you have it? And, and, if, and are you using it? All right. So um, 
tell me as far as you, you said like you're one of the best persuaders, the best closers, you know, in the world. So what makes you a good closer, a good persuader? Well, number one, to persuade, I, I you know, I'd have to get the definition. Alexa, define persuade. The verb persuade is usually defined as to prevail on a person to do something as by advising or urging. For more, ask me to give you more definitions for persuade. Yeah, so I would say that I'm a extremely effective persuader by that definition. Okay, which is good. Convincing is completely different than, than persuading. So convincing, nobody wants to be convinced, but people actually want to be persuaded to do something that they don't have like the natural instinct or ability to do on their own that will benefit them. So that's how I look at persuasion. Persuasion is when you're able to help somebody get to a conclusion, which is better for them that they can't make on their own, that's when you're effective. Would you agree? You just said it. That's yes. Okay. The key is you said you, you help. Yes. So again, to be an effective person that persuades or, or, or influences and or sells or closes, I always tell people to stop selling and start helping. Now, the reason why is because when you knock on a door or greet a customer, there's a vibration happening and it's a frequency and what you're in your frequency is what you frequently see. You see what I'm saying? Yes. So whatever, whatever your frequency is, whatever your vibration is, has a has a feeling to it. Like if I look like a certain way, you'll be like, oh, he's got a you know negative vibration. Why? Because of the scowl. If I'm smiling, it's a positive vibration, right? Agree. Totally. So so when I not when I approach a customer, if I'm not looking to sell you anything, I'm just looking to help you. Do you think my do you think my vibration increases or or not? Yeah. So you're just trying to help them. Absolutely. Right. So the, so the simple mindset shift of quit trying to sell people, quit trying to persuade people, quit trying to close people, just try to help people first that raises the vibration and makes the rest of it easier. It's the, it's like, it's like, you know, you know, lubing it up a little, it's like, make it smooth, make it smooth for people. You are killing me. This is a funny conversation. Yes. Okay. So you're persuading people by helping them get to where they want to go when they're usually afraid typically to do it on their own. That is my definition well, of persuasion. Yes, but also in there a lot of times cases where you have to build up their confidence because they don't have any. Thousand percent. And they think you persuaded them when reality all you did is you can you you well you might you might have convinced them actually that that they're worth more because to raise your net worth you have to raise your self-worth and most people don't realize that. It's isn't it funny how the biggest I think the biggest hurdle to get over with people is when they're meant for more is getting them to believe in themselves. People have such little belief in themselves. And if you can just get people to believe in themselves, number one, which is like the hardest thing to do and believe in the vehicle, what it is you're trying to sell them and then believe that you're, you can help them get there. Like those are the three things that makes persuasion and sales like, like gel so greatly. If you can do those three things, that's what I found. I would agree. Would you agree? Okay, good. And the belief, in my opinion, is the hardest part. It's the hardest thing to do. And it, and they lose it super, super quickly. Why do you think the belief is so... Sorry, my camera's jacked up. Why do you think the belief is so hard for people? Why is it so hard for people to believe in themselves? Well, because we're taught not to. Mm -hmm. most, people not trying, most people are trying to figure out what they need to learn to be successful. And then a lot of times they need to unlearn 
Yes. Unlearn the limitations that have been placed on us. Like when they say, you know, fly, fly under the radar, you know, keep your mouth shut. Don't make a mistake. Don't be wrong. Don't, you know, don't make too much noise. Don't be too unique, you know, fit in when it's the, the opposite that you want to do. So what does your tattoo mean? What's your tattoo? That, that's my wife's name. Oh, she is so cute, by the way. I was like stalking you today and looking at her. She's adorable. She's a, she, 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 you guys go so well together. And your two little girls are absolutely, I have two little girls too, but now they're, they're old. You have three? Gosh, I only, I only thought you had two. You have three little girls. Yeah, oh one, of them, one of them's like 11 months old and everyone keeps saying that she's got my eyebrow. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And they're like, dude, look at that picture you just had. And I said, what? So I pull up the picture and I look, Look at her. Oh, she's so cute. She kind of does have the eyebrow. So she does. So do you, doing do that. Think, she does. She's got it. So do you think that God is like torturing you by having three women? No. Like three daughters? I mean, because you, you know how guys are. So you have three gorgeous daughters. I've and you five. know what it's like to be a guy. I've got five gorgeous daughters. From a different previous marriage. Well, I mean, I have five daughters, but I have two from previous relationships. Okay. Okay. Oh my God. Do you have any sons? Yeah. Two. You have seven kids? So far. Are you Mormon? No. Your just sperm just produces like crazy. I mean, my gosh, seven. Hey, what's funny is my, you know, I've always been apparently a little fertile and uh, <laughs> Melissa was pregnant with, with Chloe her friend came over who's been trying to get pregnant with her with her husband and they were leaving and she looked at Melissa and Melissa's always a pretty pregnant, meaning she's always like still cute, but she's just got a little belly. So her friend looked over at her husband and said, I want to get pregnant like Melissa. And I said, well, you'll have to come over more often then. I got to get to know you a little bit. Oh, my <laughs> That's awesome. My daughters, I have 20, a 24 year old and a 21 year old. And so, um, yeah, it's girls are girls are girls. Are so why would you, so, so why would you think that's a punishment? No, no. I just think for a guy, like you have, Hell you no. have five daughters and you know how, first of all, I believe that the relationship between a dad and their daughters completely makes who they are. Like you have the most significant role in the development of your daughters than anybody else. But I'm saying you have five gorgeous, like I've, you and your wife together make really pretty babies. Thank so you. you. You've got these three babies that you guys have made and you know how men are. Like you just said, men want women. And so you're going to have to be like the, hold them off with sticks like crazy. No, they're not. They're not going to stand a chance, dude. My daughters are going to have what's called self-esteem. Oh, good. Good, good, good. Like if you like, if like, again, I'm, I'm not talking about, well, there's not going to be any guys coming along. I'm sure there's going to be guys coming along, but I know and I trust that my daughters are going to be able to pick and choose intelligently for, for people that they want and or like in their life. And I'm just going to uh, honor it because, you know, yeah. they're my daughters and I want them to be happy, yeah. not controlled. You'll have so much to do with that too, like just based upon, but I mean, any guy coming to see you at the door is going to be a little scared. Just oh, no, dude. Oh, no. Trust me. Listen, I'm going to do credit checks. I will impede traffic as much as possible. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. yeah. But all I'm saying is I think, I think most guys are worried about their daughters because they're females and we all know that they hold the power. And, and ultimately as they get older, all, all guys are going to start coming around. And we know what dirt balls guys can be. 
And those are our little girls and nobody wants them to be hurt. Nobody wants them to be, you know, used and abused. Like, like, I don't want to see like my daughters, like all crying over a douchey high school kid, but you know, it's going to happen. It's going to happen for sure. Yeah, and you think to yourself, hon, you're not, that guy's not going to mean shit in a couple of years. But to her right there at that point in time, she'll be heartbroken. Well, what I want to try to avoid is that. Yeah. I don't want that to happen. I'm not worried about, you know, when, when she actually finds somebody. I'm worried about, like, idiots taking advantage of them. So the only way to combat that, in my opinion, is to just make them really, really self-confident and 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 have a high self-esteem so so like you better open their door you better be polite you better be a freaking gentleman or they won't even look at you twice i love it i love it. i love it girls are um it's hard and so if i can give you any advice with girls actually with any kids i wish i did not give my children a cell phone um until they Too were late. like 16. oh my god you already they already have cell phones they already have cell phones they have ipads they can text they can they got credit cards like they got everything oh yeah the, the, the cell phones are like the building, devil. Your, were you building their credit when you're growing up I, I i was not no i should i know i should have everybody right now if you got kids under the age 18 go get credit cards in their name obviously do not ruin their credit for them but you can establish their credit for them by creating credit cards in their name right now. And by the time they turn 18, they've got 700 credit scores. And the okay, difference the difference between being successful with no credit versus being successful with credit is night and day. Oh yeah, for sure. I, you know, I made some mistakes with my daughters. I, I went, I haven't lived at home since I was 13. And so it was juvenile right, hall. Where, where'd you go? Well, my, I love my mom. We're super close, but she was physically abusive when I was younger. So Running away, juvenile like, hall. Like mommy dearest? Uh, well, no, I love my mom. So I wouldn't say that. She's amazing with my recovery. But it's like, I haven't lived at home since I was 13. Juvenile hall, group homes, foster homes. So you're and a runaway. I was a runaway, yeah. Out yeah. on the streets. Where, 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 what town? So I was in, well, close to San Francisco, but I was never, you know, on the streets like that. But um, yeah, so the in- the, Would you say slash hippie? No, not hippie at all. Not even a little bit. I just- Just run away. Just a runaway, yeah. And so they, were, you, were you couch surfing? I was totally couch surfing, living in like my friends' parents' closets, living in RVs, living in cars, like for a, a year at least. And then finally broke the law, got sent to juvenile hall, and then they put me in a foster home for four years. And then story's over, right? So my problem is that I've given my kids, my daughters too much because I didn't have any money. I didn't have any stuff. So I want I overcompensated, which was a big mistake because- I mean, I have two amazing, beautiful, wonderful daughters, but I just haven't, like for me, I'm a hustler because I had to like buy my own lipstick and, you know, deodorant and stuff like that. Whereas them, it's like, here you go. So I definitely did that wrong, <laughs> you know? Try to we, all, we all do. Yeah. I'm making that mistake right now still. Yeah, I, I've definitely made that mistake. <laughs> you know, I, I had a guy on my podcast the other day that uh, started the Spartan races, Joe Desenia. Oh, Wow. He was talking about what he does, and he's a big believer in not basically giving your kids anything. In fact, he goes the opposite. He makes it difficult for his kids. I wish I would have done that. Me too. And I mean, like, that's true love. The problem is it's hard as shit to do that because, because you want them to like you. You want them to, you know, hug you and love you. And, and, and like when I give my kid ice cream, I just want to see their face light up 
you know? And then I think to myself, I'm basically causing diabetes. Uh, well, no, I mean, come on. Every kid deserves a little bit of ice cream here and there. It's, okay. I think it's worse okay. than like, I mean, you know, another mistake I made was letting, so my daughter, younger daughter, she kind of had learning disabilities. So I didn't let her work. Huge mistake. I didn't let her work all through high school. And I should have, because working has given her self-esteem and she's happier. So now she's working and she's like, she's like a different person just because she's working. And here I thought it was going to hurt her to work, but it actually, you know, she just said, focus on her studies, but actually it did the opposite. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Sounds like, it sounds like you're a good mom. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I could have been a better mom. I'm a good mom, but I wish I would have been a little stricter of a mom and not been so, you know, giving them to myself. Well, you know what my dad always used to say, wish in one hand, shit in the other and see which one fills up first. So what would you say in business? And I know there's not one thing. People always ask, what's the one thing that you do? I'm like, there's not one thing. There are so many things, but I have a lot of real estate agents that I deal with. And right now they are dealing with the interest rates increasing and, um, you know, talks about the recession, which we all, obviously we're all in one and buyers and sellers are so completely different right now today than they were even, you know, four months ago. And so having the conversation, because I know you're great with sales. So when somebody says to you, and I'm kind of putting you on the spot, so hopefully that's okay. If you were a real estate agent and somebody said to you, you know, it's just not really a good time to buy right now. What would you, what would you say? I'd say, well, then pick something else to sell. Then pick something else to sell. You mean, mean like a new career? Yeah. You tell the realtor to pick something else to sell. Yeah. Like if you're bitching about your environment, I'd tell you to change your environment. Like, why, why would you sit there and, and, and you know, hey, the, the prices are crashing and the rates are up and nobody's buying and nobody wants to sell. Well, then stop doing it and go do something that's booming. But there's so much money still to be made in real estate. So I, so I, I like, like her answer, but I don't really like her answer. I want to try to tell if, if their answer is of negative, I'm not going to sit there and try and convince them to like the real estate like it's the only way to make money in the world. It's not the only way to make money in the world. So if you hate what you're doing, I would suggest doing something else. If you're bitching about it, you must not be happy with it, right? So if you're bitching about the, the environment, well, then I would say first, perhaps you should consider getting out of the environment, meaning go sell something else. Right now, solar's booming. People are making 100 grand a month selling solar while you got struggling real estate agents trying to figure out you know, what to do in this time well again like either become the best there is like like put on your armor quiet your pie hole and just be the best damn realtor there is okay and and what does that mean i mean in, in that game i'm not a realtor but if i were a realtor i i would need to try and think about what makes me different than the seven thousand other ones that are in the world are you in the real estate or lending business and you're freaking out right now because what's happening in the market? Interest rates are crazy. Not a lot of inventory. Like things are so different right now than it was just a few weeks or months ago. And here's what I want you to know. What worked for your business in the last five to six years is not gonna work for your business in the next one to two. It is time to shift and adjust what you're doing. Innovation and marketing is the backbone to any business and the real estate and lending business is no different. Ask yourself this question. When somebody scrolls online at night and they can't sleep and they're looking on the internet, 
Are they seeing you? Do people know about your product or your service before they even need your help? And are you truly different or are you doing what everyone else is doing? Are you marketing online, sending out flyers, going, doing open houses, doing brokers tours, or are you using innovation and technology? Are you becoming a digital marketer? Do you have an online strong presence or are you just doing what everyone else is doing? Almost every single real estate agent lender is doing the exact same thing. When you have an unmatched value proposition, when you're doing what no one else is doing, you truly are being perceived as different and unique, then guess what? You're not a commodity. And that's when things like reducing commissions doesn't exist. And that's how you will gain more market share, by being different, by being unique, to having the true competitive edge. And having a strong online presence for both you and to market your properties is what's going to set you out amongst your competition. So I'm Krista Mayshire. I've been in the real estate industry for over 21 years. I've sold over 2,300 homes in my career, and I am a digital marketing expert. What does that mean? Well, I've created eight sales funnels that have generated over $1 million each online. I've also just recently got my two CCC award from ClickFunnels showing that we generated over $25 million online. We are having million dollar months, but who cares about me? You should care about you. And why do I say that? Because you want to learn from somebody who's doing the thing that you are trying to do. And right now, right now, my friends, is when you need to learn how to market yourself online, how to position yourself as different. We're going to be going over exactly how to do that at my three-day virtual online event. We'll be learning directly from me. We're going to have private mastermind Facebook groups, implementation workshops. We're going to give you training videos and bonus videos. We're going to give you an exact map and blueprint to teach you exactly what to do right now in your real estate or lending business to thrive, not just survive during what's happening. We're going to give you action steps to use right now. So sign up and by the way, we're going to give you a free ticket. Make sure you invite a friend. There's nothing like having an accountability partner to help you through. Give that ticket away. Give it to somebody. Maybe it's a business partner or a friend or a colleague. Show up together and let's do this together. Mark off your calendar. This is going to help you stop chasing business, stop being so worried about what's happening right now. Because when you are unique, when you are different, when you are matched, the competition goes away. All right? So sign up for somewhere on around this page for my three-day online event. And I cannot wait to see you there. See you soon. And everybody has their picture on the card and everybody's pretty and yeah, 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 yeah. What's the difference? So, so again, ultimately, people say, well, Zillow is going to put them out of business. You can buy a house on Zillow. I know, but Zillow can't build relationships. So, right. so a human being can always outdo, I believe, machines in that regard because of the ability to establish relationships. So relationships is the key. At the end of the day, the more hands you shake, the more money you make, right? But if I'm, if I'm, if I'm a realtor in this you know, current environment, I would be either the best or I would leave. That is so well, you just said the words right out of my mouth. I speak your language exactly. And that is so, so true. So you're not a realtor and you know that all realtors are doing the exact same thing. So not yeah. being in the industry and knowing what the industry is like, so somewhat, right? What would you say makes, what would, what would that look like having a real estate agent or a lender be completely different and do things differently. What well, would you say that would look like? I mean, it, dude, it could be anything, but but think about when you buy a new house. Okay. Do you believe that if I'm going to buy a new house, I would want that new house to be as cool and fresh and badass as humanly possible? Yes. So do you think a designer would make it more like that or me moving my shit from this house to this house is going to make it more like that? A designer. 
Right. So if I were a realtor, for example, and I know I'm going to make $25,000 commission, why can't I gift a $10,000 designer to come make your house look bitching for your first day? Love it. Absolutely. So, so I would start saying to people, for example, um, yeah, you can buy your house wherever you want, but the house will never be as good as the one I'll sell you. And the reason why is because I'm going to have a high-end designer named Francois go in there and freaking make it look like freaking better homes and gardens. So spend money to make money. That's that is that's what I did when I when the market crashed. I uh I was like, you know what? I'm gonna be I'm gonna treat every listing like it's a million dollar listing, even though they were like two hundred thousand dollars. And I I like got it staged and did professional videography and professional photography. And before you knew it, I was like blowing up in the real estate industry. Okay, I love it. So be different and be unique. I believe that the backbone behind any business is marketing and innovation, which is what most real estate agents and lenders completely lack. They don't, they're not taught how to market themselves or how to be innovative. They're taught to do things like open houses and door knock and cold call when that was what was done like 20 years ago. Okay. So we teach them how to do just what you said, how to be doing what everyone else is not doing and how to position themselves as the expert authority. What would you say that looks like? I mean, like marketing innovation. Do you agree with that as far as business? Well, agree with that. What does that mean? Do you do you feel or not that like marketing and innovation is a huge aspect of any business or any professional? Well, of course. And how would you say a real estate agent should do? How would they market themselves, position themselves as differently than everybody else? What would your advice be? Well, again, I mean, <clears throat> if I were going to put much thought into this and 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 get deep, I'd have to charge a fee to tell you, but. Since I'm, I'm sucking at your brain. That's why I asked you on the yeah. podcast. I'm trying to get that intellectual I'm, property. I'm just, I'm just joking. But, but since I can just ramble off the top of my head and answer, marketing, I think, is more, more valuable than anything. I used to think sales was where it was at. But if you take ten really good salespeople, and then you take no customers, how many are they going to sell? None. Right. But if you have really good marketing, thousands of customers, and you got a few average salespeople, how many are they going to sell? More than the reverse. So marketing is most important in business, period. Now, marketing and branding are two different things. Social media and YouTube, you know, can be confused. Well, which one's which? Well, which one's more valuable? Well, how many times do you post a day? Well, what are you supposed to be putting out for content to build the personal brand? Because a personal brand is more valuable than a business brand when, when you're getting started. It, eventually, it will turn around to where the, the business is the one you know that you can sell. That's the idea anyway. But the personal brand as a realtor, I think, would take precedent in the marketing department. Absolutely. Well, the, for the personal brand and then like being different and getting exposure, because there's one thing to be able to have a good brand, but if you don't properly expose your brand so people actually see it, it doesn't make a difference. You can be the best realtor in the world, but if you, if nobody sees you or knows about you or even sees your brand, it doesn't make a difference, right? How great your brand is. Correct. So like, so like half the women listening right now, instead of listening or in addition to listening, you should be starting your own. Starting your own what? Podcast. I love it. Good. Like something different, right? Well, no, I mean like right now the social media which is your phone is the television station. It is the radio. It is the network. You have the network right here. You have the device right here. You can make your own channels. You can make your own shows. 
you can provide what we call value. You know, you're putting out information, hoping to help somebody purely to hope to help somebody. Now, selfishly, you, you can realize that that will make you millions of dollars if you do it right. So all you do is sit there and think, what kind of value can I give? And then you use this device and put it out on all the channels repeatedly over and over and over. And then you'll end up with a, a fan base because no matter <laughs> what happens, you're going to find people that like you. There's an ask for every seat. And the problem is, is most people are too afraid of the hate. They're worried about what everyone's going to think they're going to laugh at, laugh at you, whatever. So they're so worried about the hate that they never find the love. Everything you're saying is exactly what I teach. I teach people how to do exactly what you're saying. I love it. You totally speak my language and even realize that you're doing it. Um, so, I, I went through your class once. No, you did not. I just, I just dressed up as a girl named Brenda. You remember? The boot, the boot camp? I'm joking. Okay, gosh. Well, if you would have, you would have bought. You would have, like, you would have been in my program if you would have went through it. I can guarantee you that. Um, okay, so this is. Hey, by the way, I see all these, I see huh? all these big click. I see all these click funnel awards behind you. Yes, yes, we have a couple more coming. We have a couple more coming. Um, Are these? See, this was a great marketing move by Russell Brunson. Oh my God! So because of him, I have them now for my students. So, like, if they make a million dollars, or but, but I had mine. You had to make a million dollars in a year. So we did like, which I'm changing because, you know. But, but that's marketing. Like Russell so Brunson's out was genius. Genius. But genius. but the, the the X's are now proudly displayed all over all these Everywhere. important people's walls. So smart. Also, he's- And again, 21, 21 years ago, I started Lightspeed, which is like, like before anyone did anything. I should have been giving out freaking those for 21 years, but my dumb ass didn't. But what that is, that is fabulous marketing, isn't it? Like marketing. So, Market. so when you say, does, is marketing important to business? Of course, it's important to business. But what is marketing? That's where it's like, dude, we could be on here for six more hours talking about all the things that fall under marketing, including personal branding. I love the fact that you knew what that was. Everybody, not everyone does, believe it or not. Like we do. Because well, I got one right there. Look. <laughs> I love it. Good job. Good oh, job. Look out, look out in the hallway there. You see it? Oh, I see hallway. it. Yes. You need to have it behind you because you you're in the internet marketing space. Everyone knows what that is. You're 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 too cool for it, right? It's like you. So you, by the way, you did a great you did a great job at branding yourself, utilizing social media. Really, I mean, just in the past couple of years, you have completely blown up. Unless I'm, I know that's not the case. I know you've worked very hard for it for very long. <laughs> all your hard efforts, all the little, you know, compound effect, but it's like past couple of years, you have just like went from not people not knowing who you are. I'm sorry. I haven't until now it's like, Oh my gosh, Bradley, he's this great guy. He's smart. And he's nice. And he's interviewing these cool people. You have done an amazing job branding yourself and really being consistent about it. And thank it's you. like the rewards have, has been awesome to see. Well, well, thank you. And coming from you, I'll take it. You know, Grant called me the other day. And said, dude, I see you all over social media. And I said, it was only a matter of time, Grant. He said, only a matter of time before what? And I said, before the world figured out that there was another one. Because <laughs> I like to say, as I said earlier, Grant Cardone's just a bad impression of me. I actually like him. I was like, he's cool. I'm like, Grant, you do not. Like I said to him in front of like 300 people, like, I thought you were a douchebag, but you're actually not. He's actually a really nice guy, but he comes across, it's a whole, I get it, it's his brand, it's who he's trying to influence, but he's not, I actually like him. And I didn't, for all these years, I was being judgmental from what I saw on social media, but he's, he's not the way he 
projects himself. I feel from just knowing him from like an hour, like eight hours in a day, watching him, he's he's different. Well, that's good because that means you got a chance to, you know, meet him more than his persona. Yeah. Well, he actually said he's like people see me a certain way, and but that's how it is. I mean, people see all of us a certain way, right? Until they actually get to know us and sometimes we're doing it for a reason or not and i don't know it's it was it was kind of enlightening so i have really enjoyed meeting with you brad i appreciate you taking the time thank you this has been awesome anything you want to leave with no i mean you know if you're in real estate folks like i said either either lock in and become the best at it or again consider leaving you can always come back right and by the way, uh, if if the interest rates are too high and people aren't buying because of that, it, you, you can easily explain, right? Interest rates go up, interest rates go down. It's the payment you got to worry about, okay? It's not the interest rate because if interest rates go down, you can refinance it and your payments will drop. The question is, is, can you afford the payment? And if the answer is no, let's find you a house that we can. But it's not whether or not you should wait to buy a house till the rates go down because when the rates go down, the prices go up. Now, would that make sense? Wouldn't you rather get a better deal at 7% than wait for a ripoff at 3%? Like, come on, folks, use your brain. You know, it's crazy too. So, so like in the past two years, in order for you to get a house, there's like 20 offers and you would have to pay 50, 100, I'm not like $150,000 above listing price, right? Now the prices are going down. The rates have gone up, but you can buy the rate down and you're actually paying less now than you were six months ago, but no one understands it because no one's explaining it to people. So so the media is making it seem like it's a horrible time to buy, but it's actually such an amazing time to buy because you're actually paying less if you do it correctly than you were six months ago and you have much more to choose from. It's insane how it actually really works. Well, all the realtors of the world need to figure out what you just said and recite that to all your customers and prospects. Over and over again. Brad, thank you so much. This has been amazing. Um, I appreciate you. Have an amazing weekend with your wife and your beautiful daughters. Keep doing what you're doing. And everyone, I hope you're just as fired up as I still am. Okay, everyone, thank you for watching. Ah, I hope you were just as fired up as me with Brad. And remember, listening is great. That is not where that knowledge, knowledge is not power, implementation is. So take Brad's advice, learn how to market, and I'll see you next time. Have a great day.